Hi guys, welcome back to Founders at Five, your favorite podcast about topics that don't make it to the happy hour, but sure make it to ours. My name is Anna. I'm Lena, and welcome to our happy hour. And welcome back. It's been a minute, and we're both so happy to be back, so excited for season two. We hope that you are as well. Anna, how have you been? Where have you been? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I think the last time we recorded was like a few months back, and we were... I was... In Finland, you were, I think, in Miami, if I remember correctly. And uh, we have changed locations 17,000 times, I think, in between this. Yes. So I have been all over Europe at the end of last year. And then I got back to the US early this year. Uh, I landed in LA. I was there for the first two months. And now I'm still continuing on the West Coast, but actually uh, drove down a little bit. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona right now, spending some time here with my American family. I was in Miami at the end of last year and then flew back to Finland for Christmas, came back to New York, found an apartment, moved in, went back to Finland and then came back to New York. So I am now in New York, back in the New York state of mind. And I love that. I've been like, watch your insta stories and nice and every time i see you post from new york i'm like oh my god i miss new york <laughs> yeah i've been also looking at your instagram stories and i'm like oh my god the sun looks so nice the beach life everything and now seeing your stories from arizona and seeing the mountains and sunsets it looks beautiful so have you noticed any big differences between the East and West Coast? I think a lot of the people know certain stereotypes that people have about LA and kind of the West Coast living. I want to say based on my very brief experience now there for a couple of months, I could see that. Like I can see why people are like, yeah, everybody's very kind of chilled, laid back. Nothing wrong with that. It's just like so different from New York where people are like hustlers and they like swear a little and they like are definitely very very particular about their time and and they're out a lot uh, versus like in LA people I think value their own sort of free time and balance way more there's also the part where I'm still trying to figure out when it comes to like the startup community and the tech community I haven't really been uh, in those circles yet so much so I don't know whether those people and their mindset is closer to New York or are they still very like laid back chill people without a care in the world nobody's like hustling there's no hustle there's no like let me strive everyone's like yeah I just want to see how I can like give back and do good for the world type of thing and it's like when you're trying to build a startup from the grounds up and like you have investor money and all that like that's not exactly my everyday thought. I'm just trying to figure out how to get through the day and the week and the month. Um, so definitely very different mindset, I would say. I've never been to LA. So I definitely have that a little bit of stereotypical image in my head of like beaches and very much of a like laid back lifestyle where it's all about like hiking and wellness and so on. Yep. I remember once I, I read this interview with um, Diane Kruger, who is a German actress but I think she lived in Paris and maybe London. And you know, like the lifestyle in Germany and Paris is smoking cigarettes and going out for like, you eat meat <laughs> and you drink wine and you might drink a little bit too much wine sometimes, but it's very much like indulging in everything <laughs> and in just like enjoying life. And then she was like, this she said in this interview, like, well, whenever I go to LA, people think I'm alcoholic, insane, or like, I don't remember exactly the words that she used, but like, Basically, everything that you, quote unquote, enjoy, how you enjoy life in many European cities. She was like, 
people think are like absurd, crazy, insane in LA. And all people like, you know, at the time at least, enjoyed in LA was hiking, green juices, vegan food, like very healthy, very mindful. Not having been in LA, I think yep. that maybe the biggest difference between LA and New York is that New York is so busy and hectic and it's go, 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 and it's intense. And, you know, you're walking so much every day and you're in and out from the subways and like nothing is really comfortable or convenient and it's quite intense and days are long and tiring and you have noise everywhere and like you're like on alert all the time your nervous system doesn't really rest that well here yeah and then LA is kind of the opposite where you have much more space you have nice weather you have the beach and the sun and and then the lifestyle that comes with it Oh, for sure. And then people drive so much, like you're literally on your own. I just hop in a car. I drive 45 minutes to like place X because everything's relatively far out. Then you go to a place, you meet a person, you hop in a car, you come back. There's no random interactions whatsoever with people. There's not that noise. It's not that intense, like you're saying. And then in New York, it's like, when do you not have a random interaction? Or like, when when are you not... Yeah, and when are you not squeezed in a small space with a lot of people? I do miss the intensity of New York. I mean, I'm an intense person. Like, I need that. (laughs) I can't wait to come and visit. Oh, yes. So one of the things I've I've found, especially more now in the last couple of months, when there's been a little bit more like change and and some like uncertainty and so on, um, the importance of a gut feeling Or, or like not everybody has it. So but really the importance of trusting your gut and your instincts. And there is actually a saying that the gut is your third brain. And I so believe in it. Oh, I've never heard that actually. Yeah. It's like your heart, your brain and your gut. Oh, that's, I mean, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I actually don't know if there are some people who don't trust their gut or whose gut has like led them the wrong way, but I almost feel like by default, it doesn't. There's a reason why you have that feeling. And I don't know the sort of the science behind that. And is it based on your past experiences or your thought processes or what is it based on? And I remember when I came to New York, I changed my life drastically uh, when I lived in Singapore and I, and I moved over to New York to start and I left everything. I had a really, really nice set life and I was on a certain path and I was like, no, you know what? I feel like I need to do this. And so I packed my bags and I moved um, to New York. And I remember, of course, there were times when I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, is this, this doesn't even make any sense because when the first rush is worn out, you know, and that honeymoon for me didn't really last that long. It was like a month. And then I was like, what the hell am I doing? So of course you're like, Am I crazy? Like, why did I do this? Why did I trade a really nice, stable life? The one thing that really kept me going and gave me reassurance was my gut feeling. It's like, it feels good. It feels right. So it has to be right. When you are struggling with something and you're going through challenges and whatnot, and people are always like, oh, should I keep going or should I give up? I always feel like there's some kind of a lifeline that comes along. You have to have something, right? I mean, if you don't have anything else that you can trust, then I mean, your gut is the best bet right? Yeah, I, I totally agree and, and believe in you believing in your gut. And a few months ago, I listened to this podcast episode where a woman who was telling about, she was listening to a lot of people and sharing their stories and their paths and experiences and so on. 
and she she thought for herself she was like wow like all these people have had such amazing stories and and lives and experiences but it doesn't mean that those experiences or their choices or whatever they have done you know you you can't copy paste that your own life yep and who would know better what to do with my life than me so yep. i really resonate with that because of course you you can ask for you know feedback and and opinions and and advice and all all of that there it's important to know kind of what to ask and are you ready to hear um whatever might come but then i think that really believing in yourself and trusting your gut i think that at least yeah. for me whenever i i you know made a wrong decision i don't want to say you know so much like wrong decision because mm. all decisions have brought me to where i am and there are i don't know if there are any things i would actually go and change because yeah. i like kind of like where i am like my path and all of that but let's say you've but, taken a harder path for example right yeah like yeah and, and, one. Mm. yeah and like we all make some choices that we are maybe not super happy with or that are painful or you are like are hard and so on but they also build your character and they make you you so i don't think that you know nobody's life is perfect and easy and fun and you know enjoyable all the time but yeah. i think that the hardest mis- mistakes now quote unquote mistakes that at least i've done is when i've gone against my gut feeling when i like when i know because of somebody's think, advice no, I, I maybe like I in many cases it's also like denial. I didn't want to yeah. trust or see, you know, what my instinct said or trust in my gut. I was like, no, it. Yeah, I think the denial can be a very, uh, very dangerous place to be in. But those yeah. decisions, yeah, those mistakes, and now again, like quote unquote mistakes, but those feel the hardest because you're kind of betraying yourself. So yeah, I think I that the trusting in your gut and I mean it's not sometimes you have to sometimes the gut feeling doesn't say nice things or like doesn't really yeah but it's it's sometimes it's hard decisions or hard things you need to think about but it's harder than it's harder to ignore like the consequences are harder when you ignore as a startup founder, you make decisions based on, I don't know, 70% of information, if you're lucky, right? If you never have like all the facts and all the answers, and then you make an informed decision, you never make an informed decision. So a lot of it actually has to come from your gut, I believe. And some people like to deny that. They're like, no, and you should not lead with feelings, whatever. I mean, okay, but I disagree. I think that you have to be able to, you actually have to train your gut, quote unquote, I think. And what I mean by training is listening to it more often. So you get a little bit more in tune. Every single time I've listened to someone else, if something hasn't gone according to a plan, let's say it was the wrong decision or whatnot, which happens, right? It happens to everybody. I feel like it's harder for me to live with that because I'm like, damn, I listened to, I made this decision because I listened to someone else. Now, if I make that decision and it goes to hell, right? It's like, oh my God, what a fail. I can live with that because it was mine. But if I go with, oh, somebody told me, I knew it wasn't really the right thing to do. I still did it. And now look at this. This actually wasn't right, right? It's so hard to live with that, especially, I I mean, for me, at least it is. And so I'm way more inclined now to start listening to myself. At the end of the day, I try to be as objective as possible up until a point. And then when I have to make a decision, it has to feel right. I think advice is overrated in general. People are so... um, 
keen to, first of all, give you advice. Everybody knows better, right? And then you're always told to, oh, listen to everybody, listen to input, be open, blah, 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 blah. But you can do that until the end of time. And what that leads to is you're being confused. And I've been there. Like as a startup founder and, you know, building an early stage startup, you get so much input and advice and, you know, you're kind of thinking, well, I'm not an expert in this and somebody else is quote unquote an expert. And it's like that woman that you've heard in a podcast it's like yeah you listen to everybody else's story and they give you advice i think it's crucial that we listen to other people's experiences but that's what they are it's an experience don't come give me advice say hey here's what happened to me this is what we did blah 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 don't come tell me oh this is what you should do i think this is wrong whatever and i think there's so much like now when i when i looked at linkedin and people are posting four things a founder should never do. If you decide to do this, make sure these five things. It's like, bro, that's your opinion. That worked for you, maybe. And yeah. a lot of times people don't even give advice based on what worked for them. They just like yeah. give it based on some theoretical assumptions, right? Well, and then it's like, yeah. share, but don't come give me advice. So I can take your story, but then I can apply whatever is applicable to me, try to learn something and make my own decision. Yeah, and the thing is, there is no formula for success. There is no formula for life. There is yep. no formula for startup businesses Amen. or <laughs> making it in arts or like whatever. So again, like you can't really copy paste somebody else's journey on you and expect yeah. that the outcome is the same. I've always been someone who I'm very fascinated by doing things differently, right? So I almost get a little bit annoyed when someone's like, oh, like read this article. These are like the 10 things that founders do or like this is how you raise around or this is how you... And it's always like, okay, cool. I get it that this is, but this is also why most people fail. Like, for example, for like 90% of startups, more than that, fail. They never become this huge success. And right. And then you have the top like 0.5% that make it to like unicorns, right? Those people do something differently because if they did something the same way everybody else is, they would fail too. So I, I think that, yeah, listening to advice is dangerous. You can you can listen to people's experiences applied, but don't like take straight up advice and um, trusting your gut, I think is a huge thing. And the only people who don't use it, I think are just people that don't know how to listen to it. But I agree with you. I think we all have a gut feel and we all can learn to listen to it. Yeah, no, it's not always easy or pleasant. It's pretty hard. It's a really, you know, important and, and great skill to practice. I think it's also something that you have to practice throughout your life. Yeah. It's not something that you perfect. And then you're like, okay, I'm done here. Like me and my gut are beef. <laughs> and we make me all decisions together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's like still, I'm, I'm like, I have some moments where I'm like, oh my God, is like I can, I can feel it. And I'm like, you know, something doesn't really quite feel right. And then it's like, do I choose to listen to it every time? No. <laughs> and then it's like, it just becomes stronger yeah. and louder yeah. and it's like okay now I need to but I'm like hello gut okay I'm listening now it's like I had a good gut feel about you Lena <laughs> <laughs> same same but I think it was it was like a Love match at first sight <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. Uh, I hope that you guys have had a great happy hour with us. We sure had fun. And welcome to our happy hour next week again. Till then, our bi-coastal happy hour. Cheers. Happy Fridays. <laughs>